Welcome to Grain Talk, a podcast by Grain Farmers of Ontario. I'm Rachel Telford. I'm Paige Miller. And I'm Lillian Kim. The Grain Talk podcast can be found on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and under the Grain Talk tab at gfo.ca. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. This podcast is sponsored by the Ontario Federation of Agriculture. In this episode of Grain Talk, Paige and I have a conversation with Brendan Burney, Chair of Grain Farmers of Ontario, and Mel Rieke, Manager of Member Relations, about the annual general meeting that took place earlier this week. And this week we spotlight HR on the Farm with safety tips from Dean Anderson of Workplace Safety and Prevention Services. First, a Grain Talk news update. Tar spot has now been identified across southwestern Ontario. It has spread as far east as Wellington County and north into Bruce and Gray Counties over the past month. Tar spot was first confirmed in the Midwest U.S. in 2015, where it was believed to have been blown in from Mexico on storm systems. Since then, it has slowly spread, and it was first confirmed in Ontario in September 2020. Tar spot appears as small, raised, black tar-like spots scattered across the upper and lower leaf surfaces. The disease can cause severe crop loss. More information on the disease, including recommendations for fungicide applications, can be found at fieldcropnews.com and at cropprotectionnetwork.org. If you suspect tar spot in your field, please report it to Albert Tenuta, a Moffer field crop plant pathologist, albert.tenuta at ontario.ca. Planning for the 2022 March Classic is underway. The industry-leading event will take place on March 22nd. It is being planned as an in-person event, Grain Farmers of Ontario will adhere to public health guidelines and mandates on attendance limits and safety protocols. The 2022 March Classic will celebrate the future by sowing the seeds of opportunity, innovation, and tomorrow. Farming is about the future, feeding the people and ensuring our farms are sustainable for the next generation. Every day, we sow the seeds that prepare the world and our farms for tomorrow. From new opportunities to new innovations that keep our food system secure and thriving. Confirmed speakers for the 2022 March Classic include Sonny Perdue of the United States Secretary of Agriculture from 2017 to 2021 and the first Canadian live taping of the U.S. Farm Report with host Tyne Morgan. Morgan's virtual Canadian-focused panel of the U.S. Farm Report was a crowd favourite at the 2021 March Classic. More information can be found at gfo.ca slash marchclassic. Grain Farmers of Ontario sponsored a roundtable discussion at this year's virtual Canada's Outdoor Farm Show on September 15th. The roundtable was hosted by Laura Ferrier, Grain Farmers of Ontario's agronomist. She led the discussion with three specialists from the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs about how wheat harvest went and what is still in store for the fall harvest season. You can view a recording of the roundtable at outdoorfarmshow.com. And while you're online, purchase tickets for the Outdoor Farm Show's Crop Stop events taking place September 23rd and 24th on the Discovery Farm site in Woodstock. And now, here's our conversation about the Grain Farmers of Ontario Annual General Meeting. A harvest reminder to practice road safety. Harvest is an extremely busy time where the stakes and external stressors are high. Remember to always stay alert and focused. OFA encourages members to review important tips for road safety to ensure everyone returns home safely. Keep these safety tips top of mind. 
Drive on the road. Traveling on your side of the roadway prevents unsafe passing and is safer than relying on the soft shoulder. Keep it hands free. It's illegal to use a handheld device while operating farm equipment on the road. Be prepared. Plan for breaks and nutrition for maximum energy. Attentive drivers are safe drivers. Keep the lights on. Ensure visibility by leaving equipment lights on all day. Make it visible. Be sure that every qualifying piece of farm equipment has a visible SMV sign. Take a deep breath. When you're waiting for an opening to turn onto a main roadway, be patient and wait until it is safe to do so. Let's make sure everyone has a safe and bountiful harvest season. For more tips, go to ofa.on.ca slash road safety. Grain Farmers of Ontario held the annual general meeting on Tuesday, September 14th, which was a great opportunity for our farmer members to get up to date on what's been happening with their organization. Joining me today to talk about that meeting is the Chair of our Board of Directors, Brendan Burney, Mel Ricci, the Manager of Member Relations, and Paige Miller is joining us for this conversation as well. Uh, Paige had a hand in producing the event. So welcome to the three of you. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having us, Rachel. Now, I want to start with um, with yourself, Mel. Um, can you give us a little bit of an introduction to the AGM? What is the purpose of the meeting and, and what does it involve? Basically, the purpose of the AGM is to bring together our delegates and farmer members. Um, we want to engage them with the organization. It's kind of twofold. Um, we share updates from the organization on our priorities and operations from the past year, um, as well as the financials. But we also provide a platform for our delegates to be heard through the resolution session um, as they put forth issues, cares, and concerns. And Brendan, why is it important for our farmer members to attend this meeting? Well, I think like Mel kind of alluded to, it's nice to have the different touch points with our, our group of delegates or our farmer members and be able to bring them up to date on what we've been doing over the last uh, year, but then also allot them some opportunity for questions, uh, at the resolution session, and then also maybe a bit of learning with uh, a good speaker we had uh, this year. So it kind of touches off all of those. Now, Paige, we had to have this event as as a virtual event, and we've done that a lot over the past year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you walk us through the setup for the event and, and sort of all the technology involved and the planning that you had to go through to make this event happen? Yeah, for sure. So planning-wise, um, it took a little bit of working with a few different vendors to make sure that we had all of the equipment that we needed uh, day of and the space that we needed. So we worked with the Hilton Doubletree uh, in London to make sure that we had the right amount of space for the show so that we could all maintain social distance and kind of operate similar to how we operated the March Classic in person for our key speakers that we needed there and then uh, showcasing everything virtually to those who attended. Um, so set up, I guess, was a little bit... Uh, entertaining as you can say we had our uh, AV team come in and set up and kind of use two cameras for it uh, we needed a projector to project the the meeting so that our presenters knew what was going on and and what slides were being shown to uh, those who are attending and then um, a really good internet was definitely needed for something like this to kind of you know keep everybody available and and able to showcase what was actually happening in the, I guess, war room, as we call it, uh, out to the masses of people. 
a lot of farmer members have become used to meetings on Zoom over the past uh, year and a half or so. And another piece of technology that we used was for the voting that we had to do at the resolutions and an, an app called VVox. What was what was that experience like with the voting? You know what? I think it gets better every time we use it. We used it at our district meetings last January um, and uh, we had some really good feedback with it. And then again, we had to use it for the AGM this year just to make sure that the resolution session went smoothly uh, and everybody that was able to was able to cast their vote on resolutions. So this app kind of allows um, it allows people to to participate with just a, a click of a link and it brings them right to the screen. We did have a few uh, members reach out with some issues, but um, through some coaching and some tips and tricks, we were able to get them to vote and to participate in the vote. That's good to hear. Mel, what's been that feedback that you've gotten from farmer members about either the AGM or, or just virtual events in general? I would say in general, the overwhelming it's basically been overwhelmingly positive feedback. Um, a lot of work goes on in the background to ensure the success of our events, whether they're in person or online. Um, through the online world, we've been mindful of people's time and um, the time it takes to be on the computer all day, but we also make sure that we deliver our messages. Um, we recognize there have been challenges with rural internet, um, but we've had positive turnout and engagement nonetheless. And Brendan, from your perspective, how's the virtual experience? You know, I think we're getting used to it. Uh, it's it's not ideal. Uh, we'd much prefer to be in person, but there are certainly some benefits to being able to pull together, like say we did the election uh, planning meeting with our delegates, things like that, where we can maybe work through a, a few extra pieces with them uh, electronically, but we, we do look forward to being back in person. And Brendan, for those that may have missed the AGM, what were some of the highlights of your remarks? Uh, there's a lot of different areas that you touched on. I know from the growing season to the election next week to, you know, the discussions around diversity, equity and, and inclusion. What were what were some of the key highlights? Yeah, those were kind of the, the touch points is start off where we would have ended off, I guess, in our, our year last year and go forward. So go through the, the harvest cycle, which seemed to work out pretty good. Uh, up-to-date election uh, discussion, uh, kind of giving the metrics as to what our ad has done online, inclusion piece, just letting them know that we've passed a motion to do the training, we want to do it properly uh, and come out with the, the right statements. So we are moving forward on things that were in our strategic plan, and I'd encourage everybody uh, to take a look at the annual report. Uh, there was a lot of work that went into that by the team, and it really came out uh, fantastic and gives you a real good overview of what's been done. We had hoped that uh, Minister Thompson could speak to us in person, but uh, she ended up sending a video greeting. I know that you've had some uh, good conversations with Minister Thompson. What did you think of the remarks that she did send and, and what you've been able to discuss with her over the past few months? Yeah, I thought they were good. And uh, we talked to her the day before and she actually uh, conveyed to us uh, her regrets and uh, kind of in our virtual platform because she was heading up to the Rainy River area to try to see uh, the money that was maybe put in for some of those drought-stricken areas, uh, see whether it's working on-farm and making sure that that's covered off. So I know she certainly wanted to be there. She is an ally. We've been able to, I think I've already spoken with her three or four times at least since she's taken over in Crosby even more so. Uh, so there is an openness to work together and to, to take the, the issues on-farm and make sure they're addressed at a provincial level. We've mentioned a couple of times now that a, a 
one portion of the AGM is the resolution session where the districts bring forward, you know, issues from their regions for, for discussion and for, for voting on. Um, Mel, can you let us know what were some of the concerns that were brought forward by our membership? Yeah, so there wasn't as many uh, resolutions put forward for the annual meeting um, as there was at the semi-annual meeting, but that doesn't um, disregard what was submitted, obviously. Probably what floated to the top would be um, with the squeeze on fossil fuel use, um, just the need to be proactive in alternative markets for corn. Uh, that was brought forward. Um, keeping our needs and asks in front of government uh, would be another one. And then there was a couple surrounding the um, the high level of it would be the rising cost of production, whether that be inputs, um, land or equipment. Now, Brendan, what happens with these resolutions that were passed at the AGM? For those that maybe aren't familiar with the process, you know, what happens next at the board level? Yeah, as they're, they're passed, they're compiled and brought back to us. So as an executive, we'll take a look and see maybe where those fit in. Uh, in terms of, okay, do we send this to the government relations to, to work at uh, general farm organizations or really anywhere within our organization? Uh, so we, we kind of then disseminate those. We, we show the board where they're headed, have a discussion on them, and then get updates uh, as we go from staff. And then when we do our next resolution session, we have the disposition of resolutions available that shows the work that's been done on the resolutions that have passed previously. And that kind of gives, there's the, basically these things come from the grassroots. So we want to make sure that like people understand we are a grassroots driven organization. So those resolutions that are passed are very important because they do uh, direct us towards what the, the membership wants us to try to accomplish. Mel, we have um, a few more events coming up for our farmer members. What's happening for the Women's Grain Symposium this year? Yeah, the Women's Grain Symposium uh, in the past has been an every other year affair. Um, but this year we decided uh, to build on the momentum of last year. We had really good turnout last year from people all over the province um, interested in it and um, participated. And so to build on that, um, we're actually going to rerun the program um, this year. Uh, November 15th, 17th, and 19th. Uh, we had high hopes of hosting uh, an in-person event uh, just to elevate the networking platform. Um, but unfortunately, we have pivoted to an online event again. Uh, we do it in a different uh, manner. We don't run an all-day um, event. Uh, what we're going to do is host three morning sessions from about um, starting at 9 till about 10.30 or 11.00. Um, and we're going to host those on uh, November 15th, 17th, and 19th. Uh, the sessions um, will focus on sharing our story on social, uh, talking to the public. Um, there's also going to be a markets update and outlook. And then also on the Friday, we're going to follow up with the leadership portion. So it is open to all female delegates and farmer members across the province. Uh, registration will be open soon, so everybody can stay tuned for that. And Paige, I understand you've been working with Sarah Plater-Finley, um, who's our HR consultant at Green Farmers of Ontario, on a webinar series around mental health. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. So the webinar series is a four-part series called Talk, Ask, and Listen. Uh, it was developed by the Do More Ag Foundation in partnership with Bridges Health for those that are involved in agriculture. Uh, so each webinar workshop provides a greater understanding of, of the mental health issues and how to help those with mental health issues. Um, and to kind of equip those that are that uh, that are helping those with mental health issues better, and so that they're more informed on on what sort of th things that they can do for those. 
So we've already had one um, that was September 8th, and we've got three more sessions, actually, December 8th, February 22nd, and April 7th, and they're all about an hour long. And just from sitting in on the first one that happened uh, on September 8th, it was definitely a very interesting um, topic because there's there's topics that you wouldn't actually um, think that would get covered, but in all honesty, I'm, I'm glad that they did get covered because it kind of brought some issues more to the forefront of of mental health in the agriculture industry as well. Um, and if you are interested in registering, you can actually find more information on our website uh, at gfo.ca slash farmer wellness for a full listing of events and, and where to register to. So even if you didn't catch that first session, you can still participate in the rest of the series. Of course, I think, you know what, the next, uh, the next session is actually called providing support. So that's all about, you know, helping others um, give the support to those who are in need. Now, I know that uh, the AGM is sort of a, a big event, sort of broadly across the whole organization. Uh, but when we talk about uh, upcoming events for our farmer members, January district meetings are usually one event that draws more of a, a local contingent. And uh, Brendan, this year, you know, we're hoping for those meetings to be in person. Um, I'm not sure if you're looking forward to getting back to in-person meetings. I, I think you are. Um, you know, what would you say to get those farmer members uh, who maybe haven't been to the AGM or are out in a while to? to attend in January. Yeah, I I can't stress this enough. I am ready to be in person uh, and and in front of delegates and being in the communities and reaching out. So there'll be more travel and I'm hopeful that we get there in January and are able to do it in person. And I think the key is that you'll get a, a good update from the GFO, usually about a couple hours. But then we also hear from your local kind of side so we get your local presentation, your local group is there. We're wide open and transparent for any questions that people might want to, to ask us. So it's a really strong point for us to, to touch base at a grassroots with the membership in their community. Uh, each meeting is a little bit different uh, based on the, the different districts having put them together. So it's a very informative day for us, and we hope that it's always a, a good and informative day for the delegates. And if you do get to go in person, that means that you get to maybe travel a bit across the province and, and meet some of those delegates that you might not necessarily see or farmer members that you might not necessarily meet from your neck of the woods down in Essex. Yeah, and that's the thing is even as an executive member previously, I was able to do a bit of that. Uh, we cover off the, we kind of split them up and divide and conquer and head out to different districts. And I always appreciate being in the actual community, uh, having that face and putting myself in front of people and, and having that question session or or just side conversations about what matters in that area. Now, one of the elements of a January district meeting is that each of the districts does uh, select their, their delegates for the year, and then the delegates uh, elect a director. And, you know, in 2022, the even-numbered districts will be electing those directors. And, Mel, this year there are several directors that have um, or will be reaching their term limit. So, you know, what is the significance of, of that uh, in terms of having a term limit? Yeah, I believe there are three directors, uh, District 2, 10, and 14, I believe, uh, that have reached their term as of this January. Um, I believe many thanks are owed to the dedicated directors that have put so much time and effort into GFO on behalf of farmer members across the province. Um, it's going to be a change, uh, but with change comes opportunity. 
And, and Brendan, from your perspective, you know, how do you anticipate, uh, you know, that number of uh, directors that have, I guess, maybe that historical perspective of that those building blocks that have, you know, been there for the first decade of the organization with, with them stepping down uh, because of a term limit? You know, how is that going to affect the board? Yeah, I think it'll it'll affect us in that, uh, like you say, it's Mark uh, Houston, Henry Van Ankem, and Marcus Hurl. So two previous chairmen with a wealth of experience and uh, somebody who was on the executive for a number of years, uh, terming off with their 12 years of service for GFO. That creates a, a bit of a, a void in terms of uh, the history. So I've been trying to soak that up the last batch of years, as I'm sure many other directors have. And I think that... Uh, Change is good at times. Uh, we'll, we'll have uh, some fresh voices at the table, maybe some different uh, opinions or different ideas of how to do things. And we've had new directors these last couple of years, and they've came on board and been very strong voices for their area and very welcome at the table. So I, I think that that'll continue uh, in this case with whoever does uh, step into those uh, obviously big shoes that are there to fill. And Paige, as we go forward over the next couple of months with these different events, where can farmer members go to, you know, review the dates that we've discussed and the different events that are available? I would suggest uh, a great place to start would be the Grain Farmers of Ontario website. Uh, We keep a running calendar of all of our events that we're participating in uh, and updated so that, you know, if you, you think something's coming up, check that calendar. If that's not, you know, where you want to go and you kind of want a little quicker, Our Twitter page uh, also posts what events were coming up, what events we've got running, and and registration for those events as well. Um, Another great resource is is our e-news that goes out every Friday with a whole host of events um, and other, and you know what, outside of our own organization events too that we participate in um, and and just want to showcase to our farmer members. That's excellent. Thank you so much for that, Paige. And I want to thank all three of you for joining us on the podcast today. It was great to review the AGM and to discuss some of our other farmer member events that we do have coming up. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. It was a great discussion today. No problem. Thank you. When you shop for a new tractor, do you grab any old model with four wheels and an engine? No. You look under the hood and check out all the specs to ensure what you buy matches what you'll need. Though not as much fun as buying a tractor, buying farm insurance is the same. Always look under the hood of your policy and ensure the detailed coverage fits your farm operation. Not all farms are equal. Same goes for farm insurance. At the Commonwealth Mutual Insurance Group, we believe the best insurance is knowing your policy and having your questions answered before you need it. From machinery and liability to buildings coverage, your local Commonwealth broker will walk you through your policy row by row. Rev up your laptop and visit thecommonwealth.ca to find the Commonwealth broker nearest you. Today on the podcast for the Farmer Human Resource segment uh, is Dean Anderson from Workplace Safety and Prevention Services, talking about farm HR and workplace health and safety and and what that means for farm operations with families and farm operations with employees as well. I think the important thing first to note is that um, farm safety, agriculture safety, um, it really doesn't matter if it's a family farm or an employer. It's still, um, you know, it's the thing we all aim for. And uh, we all know sort of the hazards, um, but then it's how you, at that moment in the heat of the day, 
follow the right safety procedure. Now for an employer, obviously there is the added component of the Occupational Health and Safety Act, which they need to comply with. Um, but, you know, other than that, um, you know, there's things you need to do as an employer, um, mandatory postings, you need to make sure the workplace is safe, you need to protect your worker. But let's be honest, that's not different than if it's um, your child working for you on your farm. <laughs> it's it's the same, same concerns, it's just uh, doesn't have a legislation behind it. Even in the heat of harvest, try and remember what the safety issues are and try and follow things and do things in that what you know to be your safe manner because most farmers know what the hazards are um you know maybe not exactly when it comes to toxic dust syndrome or something um but they know the hazards are moving parts tractor rollovers um hazards on the roadway uh you know entanglements um i don't need to tell farmers that they know what those hazards are they work with them daily um, it's just reminding them that if you're working alone, what's your plan? If you've got someone new working in your farm, what's your plan? How are you going to train people? How are you going to make sure everybody's safe? What, heaven forbid, is your plan if an emergency occurs? Um, does everyone know how to call 911 and totally direct 911 to your farm? Um, or the field, which maybe not isn't your farm, right? What are your top three farm safety things you want farmers to be aware of? The number one is that to make sure that anyone doing a job understands how to do it, um, has the proper uh, and and properly maintained equipment to do the job. And that's very critical, especially if you're working alone. And let's be honest, um, a lot of us work alone in farming. Um, so what's your plan to communicate to people? Do you have someone calling you? So it's not, oh, I'm in an accident, I'm gonna call someone. Maybe it's better if every hour someone phones you or texts you and you answer um, because if you don't if you don't have access to your phone because of the incident or you can't answer the phone or call someone, then you don't get that emergency call out. And so it's maybe better than have an arrangement that, you know, if, if, if the spouse works in town, she calls your neighbor and the neighbor checks up on you. <laughs> um, it's, it's much better to be embarrassed because your neighbor drives in the laneway and says, your wife called me from work and wanted to know if you were okay, as opposed to, you know, the wife's ready for supper and goes, I don't know why he's not here for supper. Um, so it's that plan, working alone. Um, COVID is still a big issue for us. Um, I know in rural Ontario, it's probably not as critical as it is in, say, the high urban areas. Um, there is a project in the province now. Um, it's it's uh, called the Agri-Food Workplace Protection Program. Uh, there is funding actually to get our consulting services. Um, it's an arrangement we have under the cap, um, and it's good all the way through, I think, to like February or March. But we can come in and look at your processes. So even if you've got um, uh, agri-tourism or something going on the side of your farm, um, we can come out and help you go through it. You've got some people coming to your farm now you didn't before, custom contractors, combiners, those kind of people, um, making sure that you're you're doing things safe. We can certainly help through those things. Um, those are two things. The other one is this time of year is maybe just one of those reminders, but as Farmers are thinking of harvesting their crop. Mental health is an issue, um, is more of a concern. You know, it's that idea is the white combine going to wipe me out just before I pull my big green combine into the field? Um, am I going to get the money I want out of the crop? Is the yield there I thought was going to be there? Um, and, and those kind of things. Um, there are a lot of tools available to people. 
One of the things we commonly hear is that people in, in rural Ontario don't know where to go for assistance. Um, talk to a parishioner, talk to a friend. Um, if you are that friend, the most important thing is don't feel you have to be the answer, the solution. Listen and then help advise and help your friend find find assistance. And as I say, there are a lot of good sources. If you go to our website, we do a lot of work with Canadian Mental Health and a lot of other organizations nationally are working at providing services to farmers. So I think that's the three things, right? Making sure we stay safe, safe as we can through harvest with COVID, safe as we can through harvest with equipment and worker training and knowledge and working alone, and then obviously taking care of our mental health and the health of that person across the road from you, if especially if it's, you know, Someone that you normally see at church, and they're not coming to church. Maybe you stop in on the way home from church and just make sure everything's going okay. Um, it, it's just being a good neighbor is all it is. Keep road safety a top priority this harvest. Road safety is a two-way street and requires the attention of both motorists and equipment operators. During this busy harvest season, OFA encourages members to take a moment to review safety tips and procedures with everyone on the farm team. Be alert. Always be aware of your surroundings and pay close attention to motorists. Meet your basic needs. Make sure you are getting adequate sleep and taking food, water, and movement breaks. Be visible. Don't forget your SMV sign on tractors and attachments that will warn motorists of your maximum speed of 40 kilometers per hour. Checking to make sure all lights work is also essential. Use proper communication. Use signals and make sure to always double check, especially when turning left. Avoid distractions. Make calls and send texts in between operating equipment. Share the message, remember this shared responsibility and take this issue seriously when it matters most. For more information, go to ofa.on.ca slash road safety. Thank you for listening to our Green Talk podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. For more ways to connect with us, including the latest webinar, market report, and our e-newsletter, go to gfo.ca slash Green Talk. A special thank you to our guests this week, Brendan Burney, Mel Rieke, and Dean Anderson. If you like what you've heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and Spotify. And remember, five-star reviews help us grow our audience.